welcome everybody to the second episode of Our Roots in Tea. And for our new listeners, give you a basic breakdown. We explore the topics of, you know, very existential topics such as spirituality, meditation, uh, mental well-being, uh, what else, philosophy, um, purpose, happiness, and so on. And each episode, we try a different type of tea uh, because tea tends to have a very calm and meditative effect. And today, we are trying the what? The brand is Twinnings Tea. It's uh, ginseng and mango and pineapple herbal tea. So apparently, it says it supports mental focus. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and okay, anyways, we have um, we have Sarah Owens today with us. You know, hey guys. In this t- <laughs> Go close the mic, yeah. Hey guys. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, so we today we mainly will be discussing um, yoga actually, because yoga, we'll be exploring how yoga correlates with, you know, a little bit of the inner spiritual self, the meditation, and and the mental health aspect. So it's not only just for physical stretching. And Sarah here, I know, uh, I can I call you. Yoga master? I, mean, I, I don't think you can call me a yoga master. I think that's that's safe for people who've done at least 200 hours of yoga teaching or more. Okay, okay. All right, all right. But there. I I do practice yoga. I've been practicing yoga since high school. Okay. And I love it. Like personally for me, it's something that I need to do. Okay. Great. You know what? Let's just even dive right into it now since we're already on on the subject. Just I guess before we even get into the meat of it, how how did you start? Like, why? Um, I started because I was I did like sports in high school. Okay, but after I graduated and towards the end when my sport was like out of season, I like didn't have anything to do, and I had done cheer and dance for like ten years, so my body felt so tense and tight, and I just felt awful. And I was like, okay, I need to start doing some exercise. So I started those Julia Michaels videos, and she mm. does a lot of yoga poses. And it just, like, clicked. I just really liked it because I had trained to be so flexible my entire life and to, like, handle really, like, high-resistance exercises that I, it, like, actually stretched my body. And it actually, like, pushed my muscles in a way that I felt like running and a lot of other just like personal exercises couldn't. So I got into it in high school and it was also really good for me mentally because I was very stressed. Let's be real. Asian child (laughs) going to UCLA. (laughs) Like she had spent her entire career doing everything perfectly to like try and get to the best college. And then when she got in, she was like, all right, what now? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's how I got into it. That's, that's, that's quite interesting. Um, do you normally I mean I guess I mean I don't know if you're kind of do it like in like a you know how you always see people doing huge groups oh yeah or, yeah or you do it yourself and um for me I started with like YouTube videos and I just thought that was really helpful yeah um because it was like you could do it whenever you wanted to I had a busy schedule and like you know, you're kind of like embarrassed at first to like go into like a class of people and mm. like have everyone judge you. Mm-hmm. 
So it was just a really good segue for me. But I have done like classes and I tend, obviously with COVID, I tend to just do it like in the morning in my okay. backyard or something. Okay. And like how many hours in the morning? So I think it really depends on the practice and it also depends on your time for that day. What I like about yoga is like there's not a time restriction mm -hmm. and there is a way you can just be creative and really like feel what your body needs for that day. So I, if I'm doing it for exercise, we'll do like 45 minutes. Um, and then if I'm just doing it for stretching or just to like cool down or like prepare for the day, like a 30 minute like stretch or vinyasa flow is usually what I'll do. Vinyasa flow. Can you explain a little bit? What, yeah, what there's, that <laughs> that's something that I honestly didn't learn until quite being quite into yoga is most yoga poses come from hatha yoga. Mm. And so that's what most people do. Like the very, it's very, it's not minimal, but it's just the poses. There's not a lot of breathing and timing that goes into it where you be, you would be working out more when you do a vinyasa, which is a different type. There's a bunch of different types. Okay. But vinyasa focuses more on breathing and movement. So basically with every breath, there's a new pose. So it's a little faster pace and it's a little more of a workout. So I am used to working out like heavily and my body mm. does not respond to just walking or mm, like, right. you know. So I do vinyasa when I want to exercise, exercise, because it is, it is a little more rigorous. Okay, so of course different forms has this different kind of routine, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, there's... There's also like Ashtanga. Oh, Ashtanga. Okay. Yeah, which I've been getting into more lately. And I feel like and it's it's like vinyasa, but it's a little bit, I don't know, it's like a little more rhythmic kind mm -hmm. of, you know. But yeah, there's a lot of different types of yoga. There's a Bikram yoga, which I'm sure all of you right. know as hot yoga. <laughs> yeah. Is that what they call it? Yes, they do. They call it hot yoga, um, which... I hate. <laughs> Why? Oh my God. Everyone loves hot yoga. But I did it. I tried it out with one of those Groupons. And it's so hot. I literally sweat through. My clothes were drenched in sweat. And after like, I honestly was just dehydrated and felt awful. And I'm sure if you push through a couple times, you're like, wow, that was the best, you know, detox of my life. But that just didn't happen for me it wasn't wasn't accomplished it was too much well is it supposedly if you're sweating is a good thing yeah, right? yeah yeah so in have you ever done hot yoga before no i don't even know what that is you what no. <laughs> um basically it they do a lot of vinyasa flows i believe yeah. um but not only it's like a 26 there's 26 forms oh wow and which is like poses mm -hmm. and each class, which could be anywhere from an hour to 90 minutes, you go through each form. And like that's, you're like, okay, cool, that's fine, like 26 forms. But it's, the room is heated to like 90 to 100 degrees Fahrenheit. And so you're just sweating and you have to make sure to like bring a towel. They even recommend coming in a bathing suit because you're gonna get, like you're sweating so much. Wow. Yeah, it's like doing yoga in a sauna. 
And yeah, I was about to say that. Too. Yeah, I'm sure people like it, but I died. Uh, okay. Um, well, okay, since you don't practice, okay, so yeah. the yoga that you do practice, yes. do you do all the poses all at once, or you kind of split them up, or you so, pick and choose? Or? I mean, I when I want to stretch out my own for my own needs, I'll pick and choose what poses I want to do. Okay. But lately, I've been doing a lot of, um, uh, what is her name? Oh, Bryony Smythe. She has a YouTube channel. Mm. And I like that her videos are all like, do like this forms or like this vinyasa flow is for flexibility or this one is to start your day right. You know, I like having that other element that prepares me mentally for like whatever physical activity I'm doing or, or to make sure what I'm doing is focused on releasing tension in my hips or something like that. So when I do do yoga, um, I mean, you obviously just start with some breathing, you sure. know, to just, I mean, the reason why yoga is called yoga, it's because of like the mind body unification, basically. Mm. I think yo- wherever yoga comes from, the word means like um, to unify Okay. And so breathing is such a huge part of yoga. You can't do yoga without breathing or without having that element because it's about bringing yourself, like bringing presence to your body, recognizing what your body's doing, what your body needs, your habits and everything. So for me, you start with breathing, which most most yogis will do. And then whatever flow you want to do that day or whatever you need for your body. That's the yoga term, whatever your body needs, you know, you just do. Okay. Okay. Have you ever done yoga? Any type of Uh, yoga? I've tried. Oh yeah. I've tried. (laughs) Uh, But well, it kind of ends up more to be just stretching in a way, which yoga is kind of like, yeah, it is in in a sense. Um, but I would think that yoga, because you did mention mm-hmm. about, you know, kind of the unification of the body and, and, the, mind, and yeah. the mind. And for you, how, how, how is that experience? Like when have you kind of found where that unification is? Like, I, I mean, it was a, I know it's a very broad concept or. No, yeah. Very... I think that for me in my earlier years of yoga, that was really important. Yeah. Because I was, contrary to popular belief, I know I'm a very sunny person with a big smile. Yes, you are. (laughs) I was really angry when I was younger. Like, really angry. Because, you know, like, family stuff. Like, when your parents get divorced. Like, those kinds of things. Okay, okay. So, for me, I'd never, like, competitive cheerleading was really great. Yeah. Because... You can be very aggressive. It is very physical. It's very physically demanding. And it allowed me to, like, just unleash all my anger and get it out of my body, you know? So I could be the sunny person. But once that was over, it was really hard to not have some sort of release or not have some sort of, like, extra thing to do that just de-stressed myself. And... When I came to yoga, it was really hard in the beginning, uh-huh. and you'll find that a lot of people quit. And I think it's because 
like you have to be so present with yourself that you have to face a lot of anxiety and stress that's emotionally in you but manifests physically and that's one thing that I've learned from yoga like speaking to the mind-body connection Mm -hmm. your the way you feel and the way you hold stress can manifest physically in your body for me I manifest it in my my hips oh and so um like doing any pose where like basically I'm stretching those out is so beneficial and it hurts like it physically hurts and the first time that I did um there's one type of yoga where you hold like each pose for like a minute first time I did that in those poses I was like I was cursing I was angry I was like this is awful because I had so much tension and then after you release the pose after the practice where you you know just like thank your body come back to center I felt amazing like I felt renewed so it's really amazing what yoga can do for your mind and you and in in a sense that after doing yoga you I mean I shouldn't say eliminate but I I mean I guess have you I'm sure there's still some stress and anger that pops up, right? Yeah, so. of course. I mean, if you don't have resolved issues, yeah, you need therapy, you know? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, yoga can't do it all for you. You right. have to work on yourself. Yeah. But yoga, I think, is a really, really great way to, they always say, be present. Mm-hmm. So it's a really great way to understand where that's coming from, okay. like, where that stress is coming from. Yeah. And because a lot, a lot of the times, like, Right now, like, we're constantly on the move. We're constantly on our phones. We're constantly distracted. Yeah. And you don't really notice if you're feeling a certain way sometimes. So when I do feel anxiety, sometimes I feel it most during yoga. And it's not because yoga is giving me anxiety. It's Mm -hmm. because, like, I realize it, you know. Mm. And then I can work it out physically. And then later, you know, you should do something to talk about it with someone. Right. Okay, okay. So... Yoga is almost, in in a sense, another form of meditation where you're able to almost listen to your own voices or your thoughts and yeah. understand, like, oh, I have this going on. Yeah, a hundred percent. I feel like, I mean, the first the first time yoga was mentioned in like historical texts was like three thousand BC, mm. I think BCE. And then, like, it didn't become, like, the yoga that we practice today didn't become super prominent until, like, seven or 8,000 BCE. And, like, I think that it was, like, it was used to prepare your body for meditation. No? Oh. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, like, they, like, yogis and, and I don't know, Buddhists and, like, or like at ashrams, what are they called? What are they called again? I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> even know. You seem like you sound like you've done a lot of studies on this, though. I mean, just from things that I picked up, you've never, you've never read Eat, Pray, Love. No, <laughs> no, I, I have not. But is that what it's about? Yeah. Okay. Well, right. you should. It's a really great book. She goes okay. to Italy, Indonesia, and India. Okay. And in one of the countries in India, I believe, she studies at an ashram. And it's basically about, like, do you know what an ashram is? I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. They basically, like, just live frugally Mm. and 
all help pitch in and you meditate. And she would meditate with this one prayer and it was really hard for her at first Mm -hmm. and she couldn't get through it. She was physically sweating through it, the main character. And it just reminded me of like when I was doing that one yoga pose and like it physically hurt me to do it. Mm -hmm. But after, after she finally got through it, she could like meditate so peacefully, like she could do it, you know? And I think like as much as yoga is a physical like exercise, it's definitely a mental exercise too, you know? Well, yeah, because over the years, I mean, people have advertised it as kind of like a physical exercise. Yeah, I think, yeah, like the Beverly Hills, like yeah. <laughs> white mom, you know yeah, what I mean? stretching or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, Like right. they do it because like, you know, it's it's a lighter form of exercise, the one that they're practicing. Mm-hmm. Or it's like to strengthen and lengthen. Mm -hmm. Like it is really great for your body. And I think they focus on that. But I'm sure that their teachers, wherever they are getting taught, understand like it's a lot about the mental side of it too. And maybe like in America, we don't advertise that as much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely important. Like I think yoga helps you in so many aspects of your life. Like focus-wise – Oh really? Okay, so you. Sorry to cut you off. Um, do you, so do you actually do you find your focus level better and mental health wise better? Is, is that what's going on? Yeah, when I wake up, um, I wasn't doing it at the beginning of COVID, okay. and you know we were in COVID, we were all not feeling too hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, like during the middle of COVID, I was like, okay, I need to just you know, get back in shape, feel good about my body, like feel good about something, like get back to work, do something. And so I did yoga every morning at like 7 a.m. And for those two months where I was very, very consistent and I did yoga every single morning, I felt like my day was always better. Mm. Like it allowed me to, you know, people talk a lot about like manifestation. Yes. It allowed me to not strictly sit down and manifest my life, mm-hmm. but basically think about what was going to go on in my day and kind of create a positive attitude already and approach my day the way that I wanted to and the way that I needed to with focus and balance. So I think it it really, really helps. For anyone who wants to try yoga, you yeah. should. Okay. Uh, well, I'll ask this question first. So yeah. for the ones who want to try, yeah. what is the very beginner type of yoga that they can try just for the listeners? Yeah. I would just start with Hatha yoga. Any okay. Anything on YouTube or any practice at, like if you go to an actual studio, they'll tell you, they'll be like, this is the beginner class and they'll just call it a beginner class. Okay. But usually the Hatha yoga is very simple, slow, all of the poses um, and just... You know, it's not as rigorous as some of the poses. Like in a vinyasa flow, there's definitely a lot of inversions, like headstands and stuff like that. So just try Hatha Yoga. Look it up on YouTube. There's a lot of really, really great YouTubers that, like, have really short videos and that are really engaging and informing. Okay, okay. Wait, do you have your own YouTube? I do not have my own yoga YouTube, no. Okay. (laughs) And you're not thinking about creating one? Not not right now, no. Okay, all right. <laughs> Anyways, so 
moving on to this question I want to ask is, I mean, it's not just during this pandemic, but I mean, even throughout the years, you've been doing yoga and, you know, and maybe kind of self-reflection. Mm-hmm. What insights have you gained from this, you know, about yourself or about life, however you want to call it? I think that doing yoga has made me, again, so present in my life. Okay. Because, I mean, I told you, like, growing up, having so many expectations and so much stress to be perfect was a lot in doing competitive cheer. Like, being perfect matters. You have to Mm. hit everything perfectly. There's a perfect way to do every single little tiny thing, and you get graded on it. So, oh wow, (laughs) yeah. So, is there like a particular experience, uh, you know, that had maybe a a more like, oh wow? Well, it was. I think it was. It was again when it when cheer ended, and I had lived my life perfectly. I'd got into UCLA got in for biochemistry. Mm. I had all the extracurriculars. I was president and captain of whatever, you know? And then after it all ended, high school ended, I was like, all right, I've been perfect. Now what? You know? Oh, so it's almost like a crisis type of... Yeah, it was like there was no actual reward for doing everything the way everyone else thought I should. And for for me, yoga really allowed me to see that like progress is perfection like you always in yoga you call it a practice okay it's because you're always getting better there's never any perfect way to be mm-hmm. all the time constantly mm-hmm. the most important thing is that you show up and that you're present and for me that really helped um just the way i live my life because like going around expecting things all the time expecting things to be a certain way makes you angry when the things don't turn out that way so when you don't expect it to be perfect and when you just allow the world to just be you know and enjoy it then you really get to find a lot of things about yourself and about life that are just really great how how much i mean i'm just based on just listening to you right now it sounds like a lot of it has to do with your parents and how they oh my god yeah oh wow that's a (laughs) Darren (laughs) that's yeah my parents that relationship with them was not great especially in high school okay and like being you know you're Asian I feel like like there's a certain amount of like face that you have to have with everyone like always be respectful always be like nice never like i feel like in korean culture especially it's like never make anyone else feel uncomfortable for what you're doing you know and so even though like i was struggling on the inside like on the outside i did everything exactly right on paper Mm -hmm. so everyone was like oh my god sarah's so great Mm -hmm. sarah's perfect sarah gets great grades she's nice to everyone and on the inside i was like well you just kind of care or yeah right exactly So it's really hard, you know. I know I've asked you this before, but because you, well, well, for the listeners, you're, yeah. you're half Korean, yes. so does it matter that the other half is not? I mean, does that play a, play I a mean, part in it? I feel like normally it would, but my dad is very strict. My dad okay. is very old fashioned. He, um, 
was military, army, police his whole life. So there was not a lot. Like, whatever he said went. You don't question. You just do it. Oh, okay. So it didn't really matter if, you know, he he wasn't Korean or Asian. Yeah, Yeah, because he had that, like, I don't don't want to say older generation mindset. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, older generation mindset of, like, you do as you're told, you know? And so for me, it just fed into, like, you know, with the whole Asian side, like, being, you know, picture perfect. It just reinforced that instead of, like, being like, oh, you know, there's some leeway there. Like, you can kind of be whoever you want. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you have to be this certain way, Mm -hmm. you know? And any type of failure was seen as, like, awful. Like, you should just stop. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I can relate. I, yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, that's just kind of how um, traditional. Yeah, Asian I mean, you're think. in entertainment, right? Like, oh yeah. They, how did your yeah. parents take that? Oh, of course not. Well, yeah, uh, I'm just like any, any Asian parent, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I would think that you know, f- at least from all your practice, you are more able to, you know, express yourself or open up, right? Because now I'm sure that when you're talking to your having a conversation with your parents, you're able to say, yeah, whatever happened before was stupid. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do it this way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yoga hasn't allowed me to just be like, well, I'm, I'm going to move on. It's uh, allowed okay. me to like realize that others' actions are not my actions and I cannot control it. Mm. And let go, mm. you know, like let it go yeah. because being angry about it and holding that tension in my body is not going to help me. It's not going to help them. It doesn't help anyone. So I should just live my life the way that I truly want to live it, you know? Okay. And let's say whenever you feel sore in your body, does yes. it mean that you have like a lot of anger and stress all of a sudden pops up? I I don't know. It, It's not really sore. It's more like tight. Oh, okay. That means traditionally, like maybe I've worked out too hard because I also, I love lifting weights. For me, like yoga isn't enough to like maintain a nice physique, Mm -hmm. but like it could mean if I'm tight in a certain spot, like I've run too hard or I've, I've worked out a certain spot for too long and haven't stretched out enough. But if it's not that, like if it's usually like in my upper back or my hips, it's probably tension. It's probably stress. It's probably anxiety, you know? So everyone manifests manifests tension differently. Like it could be mm. in a totally different spot for you. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. No, no, I, I, I agree where a lot of times mental usually will transfer mm-hmm. to your physical because, you know, that's why they, they always say, you know, you got to, take care of you know take care of yourself like yeah. mentally because some for whatever reason you know you actually feel it yeah you know if you're stressed out or whatever you know yeah. and it's I mean, like, if you work an office job you see all the time yeah. like they always have back problems you know it's because of the way that they're sitting yes. and like they're always tense at work so you guys should do yoga too <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> um so one thing that i actually do want to get circled back to actually is you know the whole um being you know growing up in you know asian Mm -hmm. family household because this actually sort of links to you know the whole mental health issue because because usually you know growing up in the asian household 
that kind of stuff is like sort of like frowned upon or stigma, right? Having mental health issues, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then my guess is that you know, for you, you have never really expressed it because you were afraid. Oh yeah, of course. Um, my dad thinks therapy is for pansies. And oh really? It's oh, not wow. a real. You know, well, thing that you should be doing. So, well, he wasn't in, in the military. So. Yeah, exactly. They they have a lot of issues. They just don't know. He doesn't know how to express any type of emotions at all in any way. When he wants to tell me that he loves me, he's like, "Oh, you're an idiot," oh. and I'm like, "Thanks, Dad. Great." Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So it's not it's not always what you say; it's the way you say it, and he means it nicely, but he's not saying it. Right. Right. Because he feels like if I were to be vulnerable and open up, mm-hmm. it, it looks like I'm I'm kind of like a weak person. Yeah. Yeah. Weakness is a really you know toxic masculinity. Weakness sure. is a really big theme in our house. You could never be weak. You know. Uh, okay. You can never be emotional, and like my. My dad is kind of on the losing side for sure because me and my three other siblings are very strong-willed. Mm-hmm. And my sister is in the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community, okay. and she's very active politically. So whenever he's like, you're being weak, she's like, she's like, you shouldn't pay attention to those social constructs. And then she'll just grill him about like what you should actually be doing, mm. which is good. He should learn, yeah. but he's too old too. So again, like... Asian households or households where they don't really support mental health, I think it's like, it's really hard growing up in that. And I think yoga for me was a way to be able to express that without actually saying it. Because even now saying stuff, like saying I'm uncomfortable or saying like I don't feel well is still hard, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, of course. Uh, Yeah, all that is hard. And would you say that, you know, for you doing yoga is almost almost similar as escaping reality in a way oh my gosh yes hello i'm i i'm an actor <laughs> all i do is try to escape reality <laughs> and be someone else you know but isn't that bad i mean it sounds bad when you put it that way you know being someone else right i, I think that it's not bad it was my way to cope with things okay i think that everyone has i think that nothing is ever good or bad you know there's benefits and disadvantages to everything that you do so yeah like escaping reality that doesn't sound good yeah you should want to be where you are but like in some ways it makes you appreciate your own reality you know or in some ways it just allows you to escape for a little bit and that's fine too okay and um i mean i don't know if you're a big believer in you know spirituality and 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 all that and i figured that you know, you must have been just because, you know, you start doing yoga. So you probably have a better understanding of yourself and, and, you know, that aspect, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I mean, my mom grew up Catholic and so okay. did my dad and they never forced that on us. Okay. Like we never went to church ever unless my like Asian family was over cause they're very religious or I was at my grandma's house and like, I liked going and learning about religion. I just never was like, this is my religion. For mm. me, it just didn't click. So I don't practice religion, but I would say that I am very spiritual. I think that there is something bigger than all of us. Like, there has to be that unites all of us. You know, everyone wants a connection. Everyone 
wants to believe in something. And I think that's always good, you know, to be able to believe or have faith in something. I think that's always a good thing. And for me, I like that yoga isn't rooted in this person is the best person and they're who we should pray to or whatever. It's it's about like, again, the mind-body connection. So yeah. it's like, it's not like when you die, this is going to happen to you. Yeah, it's not like there's some kind of godly figure like, you know, yeah. Jesus or, yeah. or whatever. And in yoga, I think a lot of a lot of the poses names are inspired by like deities in I forget what religion, but it's it's not like there's all one thing that you have to do all the time. And that's what I like about yoga. You know, it's spiritual in that it connects your inner inner spirit your inner self like your inner power with how you present yourself to the outside world would you say that you can even just invent your own religion in, in a sense right? I, mean, I mean yeah you that's the thing like i don't know if it's as easy as inventing your own religion but invent your own practice like invent your own whatever you believe in you don't have to believe in everything else that everyone else believes in you know believe in yourself you know let's all try that yeah, yeah. You know, I I like that actually. Is this that's very interesting because this is in our conversation I had in, with another friend is that we, you know, many many of us are, are kind of conditioned um, by society. It's almost like, you know, at least this is how my friend puts it. It's almost like you know, there's like a, a huge societal tree, mm-hmm. and then we're these small little trees that are kind of just connected to that and then somehow we're being kind of influenced or changed by these societal trees and I thought that was a very interesting yeah I mean um, human behavior can be both something that you just kind of have or it can be conditioned by your environment and I think that everything that we go through is conditioning whether it's good or bad like when we were younger i never saw like asian movie stars except for like jackie chan and like lucy Liu. you know what i mean (laughs) like she's still my only reference like basically except for crazy rich asians yeah yeah um well joy luck the the what's it the other one oh yeah yeah the joy luck club joy luck club yeah yeah and yeah yeah that's though yeah and like mulan was really great for me because she's asian like when did they ever have an asian on Disney in a Disney movie that was presented as strong and like yeah it took she like, saves China hello she's dope yeah it took like 20 30 years to even yeah, have that right exactly so i think that everything we go through is conditioning like i'm so happy that now our younger generations have such a diverse range of cultures and ethnicities mm-hmm. to look up to that are in media and that conditions them to believe that they could do that, you know? Would you say that it would help if, well, we, I mean, this is probably, you know, really bold statement, but to get rid of pretty much all media. Get rid of all media? Well, how, how do you do that? I know, I know, I know. But I mean, the only reason why I have that thought is because there's also a lot of fake news out there and ain't no fake news obviously has a bigger influence you know than positive news um yes because this is something that i i've 
learned too actually over the past week because there's this one podcast I was listening to. It's called um, it's called Feeling Good mm-hmm. uh, by David Burns. Like he's a he's a doctor. He's like a psychologist, and you know he's wrote a few books. So he's pretty. I think he's pretty known in that field. Because mm-hmm. so he was talking about how a lot of times our human minds are are. Or at least how he described it or someone else described it is that our minds are velcro to negatives and for whatever reason positives was just kind of bounce off of it and when I, when I thought about it I thought it was pretty pretty yeah. true because you know yeah I could see that 100% I would say that I'm someone who looks on the bright side always okay, okay. but like in my head I'm always thinking about the worst outcome to be prepared for it and I think sure. that's like it's a survival thing yeah it's a survival thing it's what we were born with like we have to be able to understand or predict the worst possible outcome in order to like be prepared for it so we don't die you know that's true and for and you know throughout this throughout this covid pandemic and that's kind of how your mind works is okay what should i do if i catch this you know covid yeah a hundred percent i think until the past couple weeks even for me i realized wow i've been thinking so negatively for the past six months like it's really affected me you know because i used to go around the street and smile at people all the time and now you have a mask on Mm. now you're like you're not constantly thinking like, oh, what am I doing today? Oh, like there's a person, they're smiling at me. Oh, there's a dog. Now you're thinking like, oh my God, they're too close to me. Oh my God, are they six feet apart from me? Their mask is not on. Their nose is out. That's not cool, everyone, by the way. <laughs> like, like, hello. Yeah, that's not. And by the way, you know, we are doing this podcast in social distancing with masks. Yes, so we're not yes, reckless. Yes, just to exactly. let people know that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> but I just think that the way that you think really affects your life and I like he I'm sure he's right like thinking negatively is inherent with us and it's you have to train your mind to like think positively sometimes you know yeah no that I mean that makes sense and I, I think that's where it's hard right because we're like what you said is like a survival kind of fight or flight mode so yeah. it, I mean, that's dating back all the way to, like, caveman days. So you're telling them to literally rewire their brain to think positively, yeah. which is, like, That's being naive. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's. I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know if that's even possible, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Just because, yeah. I mean, I get told all the time I trust people too much. And is that so? Okay. It's, like, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Like, I want to believe in the best best version of you. You know, I want to believe everyone is good and doesn't want to hurt anyone. But the reality is, like, that's not always true. And so thinking not positively prevents you from being in a lot of dangerous situations. But it could also prevent you from being in a lot of situations that could be fun, that could be could turn out positively, you know? Okay. Okay. Uh, I actually do have a follow up question with that. Um, because you you talked about, I mean, because I know each person definition is different. But for you, what do you believe is the best version of yourself? Oh, I think that I'm still finding her. I think that you should never, ever, ever 
think that who you are now is the best version you can be. I think as humans, we're wired to constantly learn forever, and we should. But the best version of me, I think she would be living. (laughs) She'd be living so happily. And she, like as a Sagittarius, I know some people are not into astrology, but. Sagittarius, what what, what is it? They're supposed, I mean, traditionally, we're very, very honest to the point where sometimes we're even a little too blunt. We're very ambitious and open and outgoing and very adventurous. Like we like to travel a lot. Okay. And for me, my highest self, as you could call her, would be someone who like takes all adventures as they come, who allows herself to not be weighed down by her own inhibitions and to not apologize for being ambitious or for doing a good job, you know, and to always be honest with her feelings and and with who she is. Because I think I've been conditioned personally mm-hmm. to always be nice and to always make the make sure the other person is comfortable and as a woman like to not tell other people when I'm uncomfortable so that's something that I really had to like relearn or unlearn is if someone's making me uncomfortable be like hey stop you know which is hard because people don't take that nicely and you're always afraid of that outcome yeah 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 because well I mean generally people want to be polite right yeah exactly and, you know, sometimes if you say no to a gentleman, they're not so happy. <laughs> well, I mean, now nowadays it's different. I mean, you, you should say no, just, you know, with, with all the movements yeah, and everything. Exactly. And that's what has made me realize sometimes I don't. Sometimes I don't okay. stop it when I want to stop it or don't tell the person to back off when I need them to, not when it's convenient for me to slip away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So my the reason why I was, you know, asking these questions and, and you know, and knowing about this is I was just wondering if, let's say, if you were never practicing yoga or even explore that. Yeah. Which you probably wouldn't even be thinking this way, right? You'd probably just be maybe kind of like same old Sarah from high school or whatever it is. I think that if I hadn't practiced yoga, I wouldn't be so calm in some situations I wouldn't be so present in a lot of situations and I think that I think that what you like pulls you to certain things Mm. I think that I probably would have found some sort of way to be who I am today but it definitely wouldn't be as I don't know so confident and secure in myself and I think because like yoga's done that for me okay and yoga's allowed me to be present and without it, I think I would be very on the move, very distracted, very like constantly trying to push for something and never giving myself rest. Okay, and because a lot of that ha- due to you know your your parents drilling you is that you have to do all this. Yeah, you, you, you know. have to be successful. Yeah. I'm sure you heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, okay. So in what? Because each person's definition of success is. Is is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure your parents they think that success for you is to have a great career, a house, right, a family. Is is that is that the the um, gist of it? I get grilled all the time for not already owning a house. Yeah, I'm 24 years old. 
I can't even afford an apartment barely. So like, yeah, it's expensive. Exactly. And like, yeah, my parents bought a house when they were 20, but like, hello, inflation and the market. Like, I don't think the boomer generation should yell at me for not having a house already because it's y'all faults, you know? Well, to be fair, during our parents' generation, they their their minimum wage is you know a lot lower, so yeah, they could afford to support themselves through college with like a summer job, and really yeah yeah. So? Oh. When my friend's dad was back in undergrad, he worked a summer job and he would save up and he would pay for his year of college with that summer job, and I'm like, girl. I can't not work a full-time job and pay for my college right now. Oh, wow. I didn't, you know? Wow. I mean, I didn't know that was such a, such a mean, huge kind of gap. Yeah, just I think that with obviously inflation and the way that the market is, like our generation won't have the opportunity to own property like the generation above us, yeah. you know, especially with COVID. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's I, hard to grow back. It's hard to grow a market back. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, I this is something I talk to my friends about all the time because, um, because you know it's funny because during this COVID period, actually, it seems like that more people are buying houses because you know the interest rate is so low. They yeah. like so now all of a sudden, even during this period, like the the how housing prices actually got jacked up because of this going on. Oh really? Yeah. Well, and and. This is where the kind of the equality problem comes in because usually the people who are buying houses during this period are you know the the well people off wealthy, yeah. yeah the top one percent <laughs> yes but then rest of the world is you know the down there the rest of the world still struggling yeah, yeah. still struggling still yeah. down there and um and I bring this up because I I know some I know some people are aware of it or I think that most people are aware of it but I feel like. A lot still aren't, and um, and and that's why you know I want to explore more about these aspects or these topics because that's how you train yourself to become aware of you know not just yourself, your thoughts, and, and everything else around you. Um, yeah, you and, should be aware of what goes on around you. Yeah, yeah, and, and you'd be surprised how much we are not. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely agree. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say like, oh, the top one percent, like uh, you know, all they care is about themselves. I, I'm sure, I'm sure that's not the case. I mean, if I, you I had know. that much money, you would care about having your money, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I can't, I can't really speak for for anyone because um, I, I don't know these people personally, uh, but you know it's just yeah it's just these issues that now surface up and then you're able to be more aware of it and and you know of course well not anymore now but hadn't had had trump as president really didn't really help but anyways that's a totally different topic yeah that's a totally (laughs) it's a political stuff okay we're not here we can't even do that right now we need five hours yeah 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 that's a that's a totally different topic but um um but yeah, you're talking about success, right? Yeah, and for you now, um, since it sounds like there's a shift in your mindset, how much of this for you now is tied to, because a lot of people still tie to external factors or external items or mm-hmm. objects, whatever, as a form of success. So making a lot of money yeah. or, or 
owning a nice car. How much is that? Is for you is like whatever. I, I don't mean, care. in a perfect world where everyone had equal opportunities, I would say success is being happy with yourself and having people who love you around you and having something fulfilling to do. But we are not in that perfect world there, you know? So for me, I think it has to be a combination of physical things and and not physical things. Like for me, I think what's most important is being happy with myself and taking care of myself and also being successful in my career. Like maybe not having the most money or having being the most famous or whatever, but being successful at it. Like being good at my job and knowing that I'm good at my job. And for me, being an actor, what would make me successful in my own eyes would make it would be making things that just resonate with people things that like people can relate to and that'll make them feel less alone or understood and that's what movies did for me when i was younger it made me feel like someone understood what i was feeling someone knew how i was thinking and wouldn't judge me for it you know okay so in in that sense Fame and money probably don't really have much to do. Well, I mean, I'm sure it makes... I'm sure everyone wants to be... Sure. You know, everyone wants to have monies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but at least, you know, those two factors aren't, like, the deciding factors for you. Yeah, I think that as long as I'm comfortable, which I hope I will be, because I don't know how to budget, so... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I'm comfortable, I think what is most important is is that, is having something fulfilling, you know? Okay. And then, you know, money, fame, all that, somehow, you you know, that kind of comes with it, like yeah, a bonus type of deal. Exactly. I'm, yes. Fame and money would obviously be a bonus. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, I think you're always going to need money, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you, you, know, well, you got to put food on the table. Yeah, exactly. I understand. understand. But... That shouldn't be your number one. If you're making money just to make money, that's not how anything ever started. Mm -hmm. That's not how any big tech company, how any idea was ever successful. Yeah. The most successful things solved a problem mm -hmm. or like made people feel connected like Facebook, right? Yeah. I think that you should do things for the love of it and for the passion of it and just be good at it and then the money will come. True. Well, I, I mean, I do have an, another thing to say about Facebook, which I, I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to address it here just because, yeah. Because no, I recently watched this one documentary film oh, on, on, yes. on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. Yeah, I didn't watch that yet. Yeah, I mean, it's just as much as I love what, what they've done and what how they got started, but it's almost like after a while, you, you know, you. I, I always use this as a reference to all my friends, as nerdy as it sounds. I always, always use Star Wars as a reference because it feels like at some point in time, people just tend to go towards the dark side. I mean, <laughs> I guess this would also be kind of preachy, but, you know, if there is an opportunity, people are going to take it. Yeah, true. That's the way of the world, you know? Yeah, I mean, part. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's also capitalism, too. That's yes, that works. is true. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it works, but... <laughs> 
no, I mean, yeah, it's just I just brought that up just because I I just thought it was interesting. I mean, the movie, you, yeah, you should check it out. It's very interesting. It, it explores a lot um, about you know social media, and and of course how that you know links to mental health as well and. That's why it's very important. Yeah. yeah, since TikTok came out, my attention span is 10 seconds. Exactly. On the dot. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, so you're a TikTok star now? Is that what it is? <laughs> Not a star, but we watch. <laughs> oh, okay. So you, all you do is just browse through it and you watch it. That's oh, yeah. It. Okay. I love watching TikToks. Okay. But you don't post your own videos? Um... No, not really. No, particularly. Okay. I feel like I honestly like Instagram Reels better. That may be, like, an unpopular opinion. Why is that? I don't know. I just feel like TikTok, there's too many videos. And Instagram Reels gives me a big variety, you know? Huh, interesting. Why you just try to post your own videos? I don't know, like maybe you holding a yoga pose for for like a minute. is <laughs> Just one yoga pose. I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, not one. Maybe you could do a couple, but uh, I don't know. I feel like that could be pretty impressive. I feel like, I don't know. I haven't really got into making too much content lately okay i mean by myself i feel like it's hard when you're like going to other shoots and stuff and your day is so busy like mm -hmm. honestly youtubers they do so much work in like planning and editing mm -hmm. it takes so long to edit a video mm -hmm. like forever i mean yes. you know yeah it does so I think that that's something that I'll definitely have to get into. I think that's the way that the world is going. Okay. Like if you don't know how to navigate online. Yeah. Or if you don't code, like you should learn. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. How else are you going to get a job? Yeah, it's a new skill. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's actually interesting. Now I have a question about that is how how has all this affected you in terms of what you're doing, you know, um, because I know you're not only acting, you also have other jobs too. Mm -hmm. um, on the side, like obviously super actor job, I bartend. I'm not doing it cool. right now. <laughs> well, yeah, all the bars are shut down. <laughs> yeah, right? okay. honestly, I miss it. Like I, I mean, people can be super annoying, especially drunk people. But I miss like, I'm very, I'm a people person. Like I like talking to people. I like asking people about you know, their background, like, what do they do? Like, just having a conversation and making a connection with anyone. Um, but since COVID, I've been doing a lot of social media work. And like I told you, I do the social media for another podcast. Yeah. And also for my friend's fashion company. Oh, nice. Which has been really cool. It's like all, an all men's brand and it's super dope. But I think I've always been creative and for me, when I was younger, that didn't equal success. Like, that's why I was pre-med, biochemistry major. Mm, yeah. And I finished my degree at UCLA in biochem because I was going to be a doctor. But the way the world is going, like, that's not... When I was younger, the best jobs were, like, firefighter, mm. astronaut, doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's, like, influencer, like, travel blogger, like, tech guru, you know? So I think if you don't adapt, then if you don't adapt and you don't already love what you do, then you're just going to end up on the other side, like annoyed. You sure. Know? Well, but at the same time right now, I mean, there, I'm sure there's a need for more hospital workers. So it's actually not a bad idea to be a doctor now. Well, I mean, no, I I, I shouldn't say that. I meant it's bad because you, you are 
exposed to yeah you know, COVID there's more. there's upsides yep. and downsides sure. but doctors can't make as much money as they used to and like even even the, now yeah even now the lapd police chief makes more than like a bunch of surgeons in oh. beverly hills like being a doctor is not as lucrative anymore and with how healthcare, that's why when I was at UCLA and I did do research and I did volunteer, the way the health healthcare works right now, it's all about billing. It's not about the patient. The doctor doesn't really see you. You get seen by a nurse practitioner. It's it's not how I wanted to work. I wanted to help people. I wanted to have that interaction hmm. and also make money and be good at like a field that's really awesome. But now it's all about billing. And for doctors a lot of the practices like don't benefit you, you know? okay so now you feel like the medical field now is really more operated as a business not yeah. really has nothing to do with helping people and it just that's actually what drew you in in the first place is yeah. being able to help people yeah exactly and i feel like medicine changes so often that the education that people are getting to become a doctor by the time they're five years out of their residency, mm-hmm. like it's obsolete. It doesn't matter. Oh. And if you're not willing to keep learning, that's when you get those doctors that are like, oh, you have menstrual cramps? Well, that's just in your head. You know? Like, I'm sorry you're 60 years old uh. and you became a doctor however many years ago, but that's not science anymore, sir. You know? Uh. So, <laughs> like, I feel like... If you're a doctor, you have to keep learning. Right. And that's not always what happens. And that's why even for me with like going to just see my general healthcare, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I feel like I wasn't even given the best care when I went there, mm-hmm. you know? And that's like, I, li- I live in an okay area. Mm, wow. <laughs> like it is a reputable medical facility and I'm still not getting the best care there. Like what's happening? You know? Oh, wow. So I just think it's really privatized and it just wasn't worth it for me anymore. Like having, I don't know, being a doctor just wasn't worth it. Yeah, basically the, the passion's really no longer there. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and for you, that's what, you know, that's we just. That's what med- drives me. Yeah, like that's I, what we talked about yeah, earlier. Yeah. You have to have passion for what you do. I'm sure you love making films. I'm sure you love sure. doing anything creative. Yeah. You have to have that. <laughs> No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, because I think oh, I forgot who said this. I think Steve Jobs said this. He said, if you found something that you like, something you love to do, you don't have to work another day. Yeah, like yeah. You don't work a day in your life. Or yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'm butchering his his <laughs> quote. I mean, you know, rest in peace. But uh, yeah, <laughs> oh totally God. butchering his, his quote. But something like that, along the lines of yeah. that. And, and that's true. And um but I, I like where your mindset is at, though, too, because the fact that there are still many people who looking at the money aspect, obviously, just based on what you're, what you're hey, even telling that, me. You and, know? If, and if it makes you happy to, like, I feel like for my parents' generation, it was get a secure job sure. and be happy outside of your sure. work. And for na- for this generation, it's, like, get a job that makes you happy. Yeah. And if having a job that you don't really love but like it makes you comfortable makes you secure and like you can do whatever you want outside of that if that makes you happy do it but it doesn't make me happy (laughs) okay and this social media gig that you're you're doing that's 
That's good. Yeah, I like it because I get to be creative. Um, my mom's been in fashion my entire life. Okay. So I've just had an eye for like colors and aesthetics and branding and everything like that. And it just allows me to do that, you know? So do you just, do you just sit around and post on Instagram <laughs> all day? Is that what, what's going on? No, I... <laughs> <laughs> that is one aspect yes okay i i, I don't yeah. know the job responsibilities <laughs> to be honest i mean there's a lot of so social media is basically under like digital media yeah. like marketing yeah like i've done email marketing i've done branding i've made campaigns i've done like product okay. photos videos content like when you're a social media manager you basically do everything you write copy for all of your new posts for the website for you pick out colors you like branding is really important like there's a lot of different things that you do in one day okay that like before social media existed maybe one person could do everything you know right no that's this is great information i i know i have i'll have more questions for you later on (laughs) um but just because yeah because we are starting to run out of time, so yeah. I do do need to start to wrap it up here. Um, but I'm sure we we can talk more offline. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I, you know, I, you know, for the listeners out there, I I think it, it was it was a good firsthand experience that Sarah had shared with us. You know, in terms of kind of her progression and and how yoga mixed with meditation, all that kind of helped. I guess you can say discover herself because I mean everything we talked about is all linked to that you know because I feel like if you you know if you don't even explore your mind that way then you probably won't even think about certain aspects um, and so I think that's that's a, that's that's really great actually I, I, I love this um, anyways yeah we, we'll have to wrap up here and uh, we'll be back next week and yeah so stay tuned thanks guys okay bye thanks for having me <laughs>